Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking to the Christian woman who is looking to lose weight and give you six reasons why you should not use the Bible while dieting. We're going to flip a lot of traditional ideas on their head, and I'm going to give you some great food for thought. So the first reason why you should not use the Bible when you're dieting is that the Bible will tell you that weight loss is not that all, that important. In uh, 1 Samuel 16, 7, uh, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance but the Lord, he looks on the heart. Now this is a verse we refer to often because it's so powerful and it so encapsulates how his ways are truly higher than ours. And the world seems his appearance is something to be grasped as where our worth lies. And yet God, he brushes it to the side as something not really all that important. So if you're looking for validation that you must lose weight, the Bible's not going to give it to you. The second reason why you should avoid the Bible when you're dieting is that the Bible will not tell you what to eat, right? We often go into certain situations looking for a food plan. Someone just tell me what to eat. I'm overwhelmed by all of the conflicting information. And yet in Mark 7, 19, Jesus says, food doesn't go into your heart, but it only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By this, he declared every kind of food acceptable in God's eyes. Wow, (laughs) that's way different than getting a new diet book and flipping to the back immediately to see what foods you are allowed to eat. God has said, I'm not going to give you those parameters. Rather, I'm going to give you freedom. Now, it's very common for us to look back into the Old Testament and see that the Israelites were eating very specific dietary rules. And that was for a good reason. The Israelites were able to avoid disease and sickness the way other people groups were not because of these rules that God had given them. They were protective. But now as we've moved into the New Testament age, we've been given complete and total freedom with food. The third reason why you should not use the Bible when you're dieting is that the Bible will make you make better choices. I think it's really common for a Christian woman, for her, the light bulb to go off that, hey, I should involve God in this. And then to expect that by just doing that, it's going to change her desires. Because obviously she loves Jesus and she wants to please him. But for some reason, this area, it doesn't automatically change. There's a refinement process that's taking a very long time. And Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses for you today that I have beset before you life and death, blessing and curse. 
Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. So the Bible's not going to make you make better food choices. That is our decision. Just as you chose Christ and to walk in the way of his salvation over the way of destruction, we also have those choices in our daily lives in how we fuel our bodies and how we move. All right, number four, the fourth reason why you should not use the Bible if you're dieting is that the Bible says that healthy eating, it's not enough. Do you realize that you could be sinning while eating a massage kale salad? Yep. <laughs> when we go on a diet, we can get super prideful about our food choices, looking down on others who are ordering the Happy Meal. We can get uh, very self-focused on how our bodies look, prideful, um, and even gluttonous as we totally focus on food as the main thing. And that is what I would call a diet side effect. But the Bible tells us that, as we saw in point number three, that um, making healthy choices is not what it's all about. The Bible's not going to make you eat healthy foods. And from the age of 14, I have been a master at cleaning up my food choices. If you could name a dessert, I could come up with some crazy concoction, including protein powder and artificial sweeteners and cocoa and peanut butter powder, all these healthified ingredients, and turn them into something that I sought after as an idol. I've binged on carrots and salads and other things that would make you scratch your head. My outward appearance looked like I was very healthy and very honoring of my body, and yet, I would go home and do these behaviors that were not honoring to God. So eating healthy, it's not enough. The man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart, right? All right, the fifth reason why you do not want to bring the Bible into your weight loss endeavors is that the Bible doesn't brush over sin. Those sins that I mentioned before, gluttony and pride, they are just like any other sin and deserving of our death. Now, I don't say that to bring condemnation because God has given us his grace to overcome these, but I also want to bring it up because we'll often say in the church, oh, I just like X, Y, Z. I have a little overeating problem, but it's not drugs. I'm not cheating on my spouse. It can't be that bad. And yet, um, even when we look at the example of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Lord had said that their greatest sin was partially fullness, right? Laziness and fullness of food. So we want to be aware of the weight of our sin when it comes to something as benign or not a big deal as eating. It still requires a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice of our Savior. Now, there is a moment of burn and sting in that, but the ultimate goal of recognizing our sin is to cause us to sing to our Savior. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have paid for my price, by, this price for my sin, by sending your very own son to cover this up. And I refuse to stay in the mud. Forgive me for those things that I've done that don't line up with what your word has told me. I agree with you that I'm in the wrong. Therefore, I repent and I ask for your help to move forward. So the Bible doesn't brush over sin, but that's a really, really good thing because God has more for you than living in the mud. So the sixth reason why you may not want to use the Bible in your weight loss efforts is that the Bible says you can't 
actually fix your food issues. Let me say that with some more emphasis. The Bible says that you cannot fix your food issues. Philippians 1.6 states, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it into completion at the day of Jesus Christ. God does not expect us to fix ourselves. He is at work at us. When we say yes to Jesus, yes, Lord, come and rule and reign in my life, we have taken ourselves off the driver's seat, off the mechanic's seat, <laughs> off the potter's seat, and we're putting him in our place to mold and make us. You, my friend, cannot fix your food issues. The striving will exhaust you. The trying to eat healthy will only cover up the outside. The seeking food will only leave you empty. But what we can do is we can trust our Heavenly Father to do so. So, you know, it's really about, the Bible is the flip side of how the world does everything. You could pretty much pick up a book about how to live in a worldly, like, good, worldly way, and it would be the opposite of what God has for us. Because for him, we humble ourselves, and he lifts us up. For him, we mourn, and he restores us. With him, we put aside our condemnation and our self-effort, and we trust that he has got our backs. It's all about the heart and using our relationship to draw us closer to him. So would I really think that you, an awesome Jesus girl, should not use the Bible if you're trying to lose weight? Absolutely not. <laughs> but there are consequences that come with the knowledge that we've discovered here. We can't do things the old way. We have to look up and look for God's specific way for us. It is not going to look like the way your friend does it or the girl who works out of the gym, God has a specific word for you about what this journey is going to look like. And I believe in my heart that he allows this daily, sometimes exhausting, frustrating, uh, just oh, the kind of struggle that can just zap the energy out of you. He allows it because it is something that brings us to him on a regular basis. And I'm confident that when you trust his process in this, it will make changes in you that you never saw possible. So whether it is a change in your weight, a change in your happiness, or a change in your relationship with God, he truly has the best for you when you bring the Bible into your weight loss. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. Do you have weight loss on the brain? Well, welcome to the club, my sister, because weight loss seems to be an Olympic sport these days. Women are constantly thinking about and talking about losing weight as well as saying negative things about their current shape and size. And we don't want to settle for just the average relationship with our bodies. However, as you begin to enter this faith-based focus on health and fitness, there can be some shame associated with weight loss goals. And I want to alleviate that for you. Listen, we have enough guilt and shame in our lives. The last thing we need to do is heap on more. And that's why I want you to introduce today's freebie, which is the Prayer for Weight Loss Toolkit. If it matters to you, it matters to God. So bring those weight loss desires to Him in prayer. 
What's the purpose of prayer? Oh, it's not to convince God to do things our way. It's to align our hearts with his will. And isn't that what you want for your body and for your weight loss? So go ahead and grab today's freebie with the link in the show notes below. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month deep dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.